Si elle apprend que je vous ai laissé partir, elle va m'en chier une pendule. C'est ce que je disais, il est fatigué. Il parle tout seul, il sait plus où il en est, normal. Il aurait jamais dû se marier avec Fanfan. Il aurait mieux fait de rester avec Irène Sikora. Bonjour. Hey dickheads, like a weird solo dickhead making a fool of himself. I am here to bring you some ba ba bajo ba ba bajo bea agio yeah that that kind of shit. and I'm gonna do it I mean I'm I'm here for it I'm here for it so where do, where do we start what how does this uh, problematic event begin okay we start with the production and uh to be fair i i didn't learn a lot about the production uh apparently it was it was low budget but starred a bunch of people that were up and comers and a director that was actually up and coming until i guess this movie just like fizzled his career so uh the director is Jérôme Beauvais, Beauvais. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if you're French, I, I apologize for my pronunciations, but I'm doing the best I can. Uh, his biggest movie came prior to this, and it was called Baxter. It was called Baxter, and it was actually the only other full-length feature he made uh, beyond TV movies after this. Uh, after after he made these movies, he made Baxter, and then he made Coufesson, uh, Dun Bajo. Uh, after he made Baxter and Coufesson, Dun Bajo, uh, he went on to do TV movies and uh, episodes of shows. Basically, became a a journeyman director. The actors, on the other hand, the, the main three actors are some of the most prolific actors I've seen outside of voice work. I mean, so we look at the character of Charles in the book Charlie, but here he's called Charles Richard Boranchor, Boranchard, Boranchair. <laughs> That's the best I can do. Uh, he... He was in a ton of movies and is still uh, an actor. The the woman who played Fen Fen, Anne Brochet, is also a, a very popular actress and was just in the recent indie American movie, Show Me What You Got, which is about millennials and, and their sexual proclivities and, and how they're dealing with growing older in the modern environment. Which brings me to the, the star of the show. Maybe not the brightest point of the book, but the brightest point of the movie is Epoli Gerardo, uh, who is highly prolific in, in French film. And he's the one who played uh, Barjo 
in the film, which you will know as Jack Isidore in the book. And if I didn't mention it, Fan Fan is, of course, Faye in, in the book. Uh, I mean, I, I would go on, but these, these are not, like, uh, nobodies. This movie didn't come from nowhere. Other than that, the, the, the production, as far as I could research, it was, it, it, I didn't get much. It's obviously not the most popular film, and it is almost 30 years old. So it was a little difficult to, to, to find information on an on a obscure French film from 1990, what is this, 1992? So that's, I guess, what I have for production. I'm sure David would have tons more stuff, and Anthony would be telling him how boring the shit he said was. But I'm, I'm going to keep this section short and move on to what I think is the most important part of this version of our podcast, which is the comparison. How did the movie stack up to the book? And in this case, I, I hate to say it, but it, it did a great job. Not the best job possible, and and it certainly had room for improvement, but it basically told the story of the book very well. The best parts were the scenes that were verbatim from the book, and it it told even the harshest. Well, maybe not. The, I mean, the obviously the the beating part, the tampon part, and the. Uh, and the killing of the animals and, and the death of Charlie Charles was the, the those are the hardest scenes as far as I'm concerned. And they did both of those scenes. They did not shy away from them. You know, he 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 beat Fen Fen and he died a horrible death in front of her. But uh, there were some changes, you know. The order of scenes was very different from from the way it, it it's portrayed in the, in the novel. Um, it's rearranged, you know. The the some of the more the finer points are are changed to fit more of a a movie environment. That the house doesn't the house is fine. It's not the nightmare house. It's portrayed as in, in the book the the badminton scene is much better i think in the movie than the book because you you see this evil behind fan fan behind Faye, and it's it's insidious it's seriously insidious she knows he is on the verge of death and she insists that they keep playing and it's in the book but when you see it on screen, you're like, oh, my God, that is horrifying. Uh, and and the fact that Barjo, the fact that Jack is watching it the whole time. He's on his lawn, riding a lawnmower. And when I was watching it, I was afraid he was going to run over one of the animals because he's not paying attention. He's watching them and animals are constantly scurrying away from the lawnmower which adds an extra layer of, uh, of tension, at least it did to me, that he might 
run over one of these animals, but uh, he's 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 just hawking, you know, watching Fanfan and, and Charles play this badminton death game, and of course it ends in in Charlie having his heart attack, ending up at the hospital, uh, which leads. I think to one of the the dimmer spots of the movie, which is the fact that Nat doesn't really play a big part, and neither does Gwen in the movie. I I mean they uh let let me check here. I think uh so Gwen is still called Gwen in the movie, but Nat is called Michelle. But his he he's there, he's present. But you don't see much of his struggle. You don't see how he's trying to fulfill the role of Charles while still maintaining his individuality. I mean, he, he basically just sort of rolls over. And it's, it's, it's a very different thing. I mean, first of all, uh, Faye and Jack are completely different characters in the movie. Even even Charlie is different in the movie. Uh, they're they're much lighter. They're they're not as intense, uh, scary, bad people. They seem to be trying to do their best. You know, as much as Faye wants to be a socialite star of the story, and as much as Jack wants to be behind the scenes and as much as Charlie wants to be the the boss in charge you know they they don't portray those roles as well in the movie because Faye and maybe this is a, a fault of writing versus uh, versus storytelling in, in in print is that you you can't you can't portray <laughs> the the uh, charisma and the power of someone as through the, the visual medium as you can through words. Words are just better at portraying people as, as superstars, as people that, that draw other people to them, you know, despite the, the other person's will. So I don't think it's fault of the movie, but I think they could have done a couple of things differently to make her less human and more of a of a caricature and i know that sounds bad but i think that character wanted to be a caricature wanted to be sort of like this high and mighty i'm above humanity kind of character yet uh, she she is portrayed way too humanly by ambroche also Jack, while while we get the fact that he is somewhere on the spectrum, obviously, like I said in the uh, in the episode, it's obvious he's somewhere on the spectrum, somewhere not not truly in a healthy place, but not far enough gone that he can't function. He's too charismatic. I mean the 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 way he's portrayed is too likable. Because he, he he does all the things he says all the words, you know that would make him unlikable from the book, but there's there's just too much charisma. 
he is not supposed to be that charismatic. He is supposed to be off-putting as a character. And and it's you know obvious that that, that was not uh, taken seriously in the movie. And it makes sense. Like, how can you have a lead character that's so off-putting you don't want to see him on screen? But that's exactly what PKD wanted, was characters that were off-putting. You know, he wanted people that were disgusting and like you wouldn't like them because they made bad decisions that's what he wanted from his characters and it's it's obviously hard for any filmmaker to make that happen um so as as the story progresses we do get the uh alien group we get charlie going to the hospital we get the updates. We do get the scene um, at the amusement park where uh, where Nat slash Michelle, uh, you know, comes through this epiphany that he is he is a slave to Fan Fan to Faye, uh, and you know all the elements are there, but it does overall the movie does fall a little flat. Because it's it's just too happy. <laughs> I, I know that's hard to say and hard to rationalize, but it is just too happy. The characters are too nice. Fan Fan, while she has an explosion in the grocery store, she has her tantrum about not meeting Michelle and Gwen, or you know Nat and Gwen. She doesn't. She doesn't have that evil backbone that she had, and Jack doesn't have that awkward, um, off-putting backbone that he had in the book. And Charles is absolutely likable. Like you, you see it from his point of view. Like I have to give her what she wants. That is my goal in life. I mean, she, I gave up everything for her, and she is my everything. And it, you feel for him. You you truly feel for him. And I think that's something they got right. Was his his character is probably the best. He says, "I'm gonna kill her because she ruined me, and I don't want her to ruin anyone else." And hey, by the way, Michelle. She's ruining you. So, this is how it has to be. So, as far as my final thoughts go, I say this movie, would I give it a thumbs up? Yes, I would give it a thumbs up if you're a PKD fan, even if you're not. I think it's a, a very interesting movie, and that, obviously, those, those scenes, the tampon scene and the death of the animal scene, are going to have an effect on anyone. While I don't think they they really did a good job, like they obviously they had an opportunity to to fulfill the UFO group's you know unfinished story, as as we saw in the book, it was unfinished. Like it just ended with ah, I guess it's not going to happen. But they had an opportunity to be like, no, it didn't happen, and this is the result of that. Or 
maybe it will happen and we have a future there there were so many ways they could have gone instead they went just like eh, we're gonna go to a certain point and and ignore it oh oh the one thing i i forgot to mention is that they they had these interludes from a spaceship which told some of the story gave some background uh gave some insights and it was brilliant the interludes were some of the best things i mean they had some great actor i can't remember his name but he was amazing as this uh this very confident uh spaceship captain who who had all the answers and all the characters played a role on that ship and, oh, oh my god i can't believe i didn't mention that it, it was it was truly brilliant the way they they put that in there to fill in the gaps of emotion of of, of you know motivation of um story there there's everything in there and it's all supposed to be from uh from barjo's point of view and if i haven't mentioned it barjo actually means crazy which it's not a direct translation it's not an exact translation from the french but um i i like the idea uh, that they they translated crap artist as crazy <laughs> which i don't know made sense to me um so overall yeah they they did a great job with this they had they had five more minutes to to bring it to 90 minutes i think they could have used that extra five to do something they could have used an extra 15 to make it brilliant i think um but i think they were unwilling to sway away from the the written text uh and i think many people will will appreciate that that they weren't willing to like inject their own opinions or or fix things as i often say fix things that are wrong with the with the book as it's written uh i i mean i know the other guys were not interested in not in seeing this film and i just i don't understand maybe it's my literary background coming back to haunt me of course because i know david saw nothing but pkd's history in this and of course anthony saw nothing but boredom <laughs> as, he, as he tends to in in certain novels uh but to me it was i mean this the book and the movie were alive so our our, our next section is would would pkd like it would he consider this a good movie based on his material and i have to say no i don't think he would uh it lacks the romance that he he portrayed in the novel it lacks the other side i mean we can see it as people uh, you know viewing a movie we can we can inside our heads understand that uh you know 
Fen Fen is is infatuated with Michelle and stuff like that, but it, it misses the parts with uh, with Jack and Gwen. It misses the parts with uh, a bunch of the parts with Charles and and Faye fighting. Um, but it, but you don't you don't get the sense of passion, which is weird for a French film, right? You, you don't get the sense of passion that I think PKD felt when he was writing this. Because this was all about fear and passion. It was all about his fears of, of failing in this relationship. And it manifested as this book where, where you know, Anne was portrayed as the villain. That's how he, he manifested his fears. Um, but in in the movie, they it it doesn't come across as well. It's there, but it doesn't come across as well as it does in the movie or in the book. And I don't think uh, Dick would appreciate that element not being at the forefront. And then the next item on our list here would would I do it any different and normally would we do it any different uh, yeah I, of course I would do it slightly different I would have gone I, I mean it's an indie movie but I would have gone full indie I would have gone like deep into these relationships I would have shown the the hatred the, the, the fear the, the absolute uh imbecilic lack of knowledge of Jack, uh, you know, his lack of awareness is, is what makes Jack who he is, you know, and, and Charlie's, uh, anger makes him who he is. And Fan Fan's, uh, constant striving for something new, different made her who she is, Faze. And Nat slash Michelle should have been you know, uh, much more a part of the story. So, yeah, it could be done better. But, like, it's it's done pretty well. So, if I had to give it a rating, I would give it, I guess, uh, three and a half dead horses out of five. So, what do we have upcoming? Boy, howdy. <laughs> this, is a, this is a conversation unto itself, right? So I still have, you know, I still have one of Anthony's videos to put out. I still have a couple of Hugo's videos to put out. Plus I have all kinds of uh, videos to transfer to YouTube. Uh, I have episodes we've we've shot recently. I'm 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 well behind. I will say that if you support the Patreon. It would help in that process, but you know, uh, I, I I appreciate you. I appreciate our audience, and I'm I'm thankful that you're out there. I think I'm thankful that you listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode, even if it was just me ranting about a a movie that probably no one cares about and no one watched, and a book that not many people actually like (laughs) 
and uh, stay paranoid. Keep it paranoid.